Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey. No chill prano. Hello, Andy. Good morning. Morning. Felt like I, I kind of started on the dirty sports part. The dirty sports. So I had something weird happen to me last night. Oh boy, here we go. So I'm like under the weather again it's every time isla gets sick i get sick and like not like sick sick like you know bad we both have awful runny noses cold like that sort of thing but i took some cough medicine before bed i don't i don't i don't mess with that stuff too much dude i felt like i was drunk when i woke up a few times even this morning yeah it was almost it was almost like a hangover sort of cloudy kind of feeling which is so weird, right? Nope. It's absolutely 100% the opposite of weird when you take cough medicine. That's literally what it does. Helps you sleep. Sedates you so you don't cough. But I don't remember. I, like, I can occasionally remember having those feelings. But like this, I've taken this medicine before. I don't remember. I, like my equilibrium fell off. I was like, what is happening here? Am I drunk? And then obviously I haven't drank for so long. I was like, what is what is going on here? I mean, there's alcohol in cough medicine. I know, but I was dude, I end up I don't sleep like sleeping in. Like I didn't even mess with the baby this morning. I, I just was like, I I can't. I can't I you guys are gonna laugh. Third balls are gonna give me so much shit when I say this. I felt I don't even want to say it because they're gonna bust my balls so hard. I felt like, dude, I don't even think I could take her to daycare. I feel just off. I don't know. Brittany was like, did you, did you think I drugged you or something? Because I was like, well, you're a pharmacist. What did you take? NyQuil? No, I don't know. Some, some, it wasn't NyQuil. It was some other Is thing. Is it a pill or a? It was, it was, a, it was a syrup. Okay. It was a syrup. So it was probably equivalent of NyQuil. Yeah. But I've taken it before. Did she give you, did she give you like behind the counter NyQuil? Did she give you prescription cough medicine? No, it wasn't prescription. Yeah, it was behind the counter. Over the counter. Or over the counter, I mean. Yeah, just something you can get. I don't know, but like I was, like I'm just now. Bro, I in college one time was super sick and I knew I wasn't like contagious, but I also just like knew it would extend if I was drinking, but I really wanted to go out. So I went out that night to my buddy's frat house and just brought the Costco sized bottle of NyQuil with me. And I poured it into like beer pong cups and played and just like literally chugged NyQuil the whole night. At one point I was seeing fucking like I was tripping. I was seeing like fucking, you know, the, 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 the chemtrails behind people 
and fucking woke up the next morning not knowing where I was. Like, yeah, man, cough, especially depending on like what you ate and whatever. Like, you take enough of it, you can get fucked up. But I, that's the thing. I took a normal dose. Well, you also probably haven't been taking anything at all. So it, no, I haven't. The system's been clean. And when you were when you were drinking with regularity, you take that stuff, and it's like, oh, okay, what does it really do? Same as like a nice glass of whiskey at the end of the night. But also, there was, you know, there wasn't the measuring thing. Yeah, so she you just swinged it. She goes, "There's not that much. Just finish it." Like we were in bed, and I was like, "Sounds very professional pharmacist." <laughs> She's gonna love. How many milligrams? Do, how many milligrams do I need? Ah, oh, whatever. Well, I think it was just annoyed because I'm I'm a bitch when I'm sick. So yeah, she just gets sick of hearing me bitch. But like, it probably was the the right amount. I'm just like, you like. A bitch. Like I'm a bitch for sure, but you don't think like that college story you're sharing. I don't think, at least I don't. I don't think. Wow, I can really mess you up. Oh yeah. I don't. I don't normally think that. And I mean, I'm seeing in the YouTube comments, people are like, "Yeah, man, I've been jacked up on Nyquil before." Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm not taking that shit tonight. Well, we're both in a bad way today. I know this is gonna. I know this is one of the topics that triggers you. So I, I'm sorry to bring it up but i i'm out of coffee this morning so this who knows where this episode is gonna go just like going in just raw dog in this episode not prepared for this out of miller lights out of coffee it's a sad state of affairs you come back from being away you don't have any fucking groceries like made the last pot of coffee yesterday didn't have when's the last when's the last time you didn't have coffee like when you woke up oh i mean i've gone without having coffee when I had some shit to do, but like if I've got to like focus in it's tough, not just like tough, tough to be doing sport, dirty sports here and not have a cup of coffee next to me. Just give me a little juice. Sometimes I'll skip coffee if I'm going surfing or if I'm going for a swim, just because coffee can give me the shits. So I'm not trying to shit my wetsuit or my bathing suit. So sometimes I'll skip coffee, but then it's like, you're getting right into some cold water. You're getting a wake up call that way. Yeah. For sure. By the way, uh, side note, your, your boy Eli is here this weekend. In Cincinnati? Yeah, so is, so is Peyton. For a what? Lot of, lot, dude, you're going to die when you hear this. A lot of celebrities in Cincinnati. You would never For what? guess why. WrestleMania. The Kroger Wellness Festival. Wow. A what two is day that? Of, a two-day event that celebrates a holistic approach to healthy living. The people in town that are speaking or doing a whole thing, Peyton Eli, Venus Williams, Cameron Diaz, Ocho Cinco, there's a bunch, John Cena. Like it's wow. so random. But well, uh, go get Eli on uh, on our thousandth episode down in New Orleans. I know. I was. I was. It's funny. I was looking at when he's speaking. Him and his brother are speaking, and and uh, I don't know what they're. I should pull it up what they're giving a, a talk on. I know Ocho Cinco is talking about he's Ocho Cinco is leading a workout at one day and then he's also doing a an abstinence from drinking because you know I didn't know he was sober. But then again, he loves McDonald's. Right. Which which I'm laughing like so he's coming in town to talk about, you know, good food and all this. I'm like, but dude, you uh you're a McDonald's guy. Oh, the Manning brothers speak on uh, Saturday. They are unveiling their secrets to achieving peak performance on and off the field. 
on the Gatorade stage. Hell yeah. You know what sucks, speaking of the Manning brothers, when they do these dual um, Monday Night Football games, there's no Manning cast. Right. Yeah. But there's... Actually, I stand corrected. I think they're doing it this week. They are doing this. Why? Are they doing two again this week? Yeah. They are? I think they're just slipping these in. I don't remember this being announced. I could be wrong. Uh, Yeah. Two Monday nights is annoying. I don't like Like it. like how? Yeah. What did you think? I you just I just watched the Saints Panthers game until the other one started, and then they were giving me they were showing me like you know inset things, but like I was at a bar for a bunch of the game, a bunch of, so I was at a bar for the beginning of the game when both were on, and then. The second game came on and I was, I mean, I switched over in that my attention just focused that. Then I left the bar and went back to where we were staying and was watching it. Didn't, you know, wasn't going to mess with somebody's setup and try to like figure out how to get two games going simultaneously. So I just watched um, Steelers Browns. And then obviously, you know, ESPN's showing me things from the other game, but it's just like, the primetime game. I like having the primetime game be a primetime game. Yeah, so with YouTube TV, I'd both on. But my my now, attention. Now, you, did you do that because you had two different screens or you did that? You had them on one screen. One screen. They allow that. So they allow that. Now, could you do could you do that on one screen? Could you have been watching Monday Night Football and like some other shit, the news or whatever? No, it's funny. So if you go to the home button for sports now, they curate what they're going to allow. So th- they tested it during March Madness, and now, but they give you basically every combo um, if games are on. So for college football on on Saturday, they'll have a million different combos for you to watch four games at once. Right. Right, because all the cable channels that are airing the games now, obviously, you have to pay for Sunday ticket to get that combo. But for like the Monday Night Football. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty decent. You got two games completely split screen. Now, my same thing. My attention was watching the the Browns-Steelers game once that went on just because you know, the Panthers-Saints game wasn't it wasn't that interesting, although there was no offense in either games, really. I uh, obviously have Giants-Niners tonight. You might have to let me test drive uh, YouTube TV this weekend, see if I'm going to pull the trigger on this thing or what we're going to do. Yeah, it's it's uh yeah boy. Uh, it's it's I think it's a, it's pretty cool. Yeah, you can test drive it. I'll I'll send that to you. Um it's I don't know. Like I said, like like you can you know, the home screen is going to curate cuz somebody somebody else who I know had YouTube TV was texting me like, "How are you watching both games at once?" I was like, "Just go to the home screen and it'll be there for you." And then you can watch them but i don't know man i I was telling you before the show we talk about the panthers game bryce young is struggling big time and there was a article today in the athletic and the headline says nfl starting quarterbacks haven't been this young in 60 years and they go through all the different stats this is like next level young guys as far as the starting average starting quarterback age, the average starting quarterback who's played 
13 plus years. It's the lowest in 60 years. Well, I mean, think about all those guys, obviously, you know, with Brady leaving with Rogers. I mean, I don't know if Rogers is being considered as part of this or whatever, but like the, even those two guys, they were kind of the last of the end of the thing. I mean, we lost Matt Ryan and Phillip rivers and Roethlisberger and breeze and Brady and Rogers and Eli, like all of them in the last three seasons. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So if you look it, so the quarterbacks, if you break it down, so 29 quarterbacks were drafted in the first round from 2006 to 2016, right? So they take that 10 year gap. Only Stafford, Tannehill, and Goff remain as starters from that 10 year window. Which I, I get, like they're going way back, but I mean, I mean, look at all these guys drafted in the first round that just aren't starters. You know, even, even, you know, again, in the last seven or eight years. But I think that's why the quarterback plays shitty. It's pretty shitty right now, man. Yeah. Right. Like we're in, we're I, mean, in, I don't know if it's shitty, but it's like, it's, it's like fine. And that's shitty compared to how it's been. But you could argue we just left the golden era. Yeah. I mean, like, I've said that. Right. Like the best era NFL's ever had for yeah. quality QB play. And that's why everybody, if you look at if you look at the conversations around Stafford and around Matt Ryan and around Phillip Rivers, around Eli, you're like, everybody's like, none of these guys, everybody's pointing to them. Oh, Eli Manning's seventh all time. Is Phillip Rivers sixth all time? Matt Ryan's fastest to this. Every quarterback's gonna break those numbers. Like going forward, it's just gonna happen. It's like there's literally no sign of that. No sign of it. I know. There's no sign that, you know the majority of guys that are starting right now are going to last. There's no sign that the guys like Kirk cousins and Russell Wilson and whoever, who are like on that pace are, are going to make it to 15 years and 20 years. And like to get to reach the, those numbers that all those guys did. I mean, we could be, I know obviously those are two guys that I've had a target on for a while, but like, those are two guys, you know, you're like, are both their teams giving up on them during or immediately following this year? Yeah, that's always been my argument for the Matt Ryan situation. And again, I was, let's not forget, I was calling Matt Ryan Andy Dalton for the longest time and I was wrong. And then they went to the Super Bowl, but that was always my argument. And it still is my new argument. Guys, he, he did it for so long. Like you can say what you want. It's, it's not easy. I mean, look at the Bears, and we'll obviously jump into that. The, the Bears as an organization are a complete debacle right now. But this Justin Fields situation, guys, this is year three. And, and and we're already at the, can he be an NFL quarterback? Not just for the Bears. But even when you look at um, Matt Ryan, right? Like, Matt Ryan... Matt Ryan finished seventh all time in yards, I believe. Um, and everybody was talking about, oh, like, you know, you you look at the Phillip Rivers and you look at the Eli's like, oh, these guys are going to blow by them. It's like Matt Ryan's right there. He's just like he ended up in the same fucking spot. Like he didn't have those th three more years 
where he was like a modern quarterback as compared to those guys and ended up third or fourth or whatever. Like went to Indianapolis. I was in the booth. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at certain teams right now, you take the Bengals situation. And I don't know if he would help, but, but I'll, I'll just say like, if you took the Bengals and we don't know Burrow's status, right? If I asked 10 Bengals fans, well, I shouldn't because most bang, most Bengals fans like Homer fans are pretty stupid. But I said, would you rather have Matt Ryan or Jake Browning for the next three games? I mean, to me, it's a no question, right? Right. Like you take Matt Ryan. Of course. When you have a good team, when you have weapons, when you can protect, even if it's not the best protection in the world, you if you can protect, like, a, a serviceable veteran, even if, I mean, Matt Ryan is kind of like, if there was a, a knock on Matt Ryan, it's like the guy, the guy threw some red zone interceptions in his day, but it's like, you're going to minimize the mistakes as compared to just a young guy who's not making those mistakes because he's bad, just making those mistakes because he ha- just hasn't seen it. Yeah. No, hundred percent. So, Justin Fields caused a big social media commotion yesterday. Everybody was talking about him, what he said. He retracted it, but I don't really, I don't like the retraction doesn't mean shit to me. I want to play what he said in the press conference, right? Basically throwing all his coaches under the bus. And in my opinion, not taking any accountability for his poor quarterback play. And I'll play the clip. There is typing in the background, which is obnoxious. But that's from the stenographer that was on his back or whatever was going on. I don't know what was going yeah. on. There's the, you, Somebody's typing an article. But this is what Justin Fields. An old-timey uh, reporter has got to get his, his article in before the printing <laughs> goes to press. So he's typing in on an old fucking typewriter. It's Robert Duvall from The, the Natural in the back. Hey, Justin, one question, see? <laughs> All right, so this is what was going on yesterday. Of course, you know, things that I didn't like, I felt like, you know, I wasn't necessarily playing my game. Uh, felt like I was kind of robotic and, you know, not just, not not, not playing like myself. So, um, you know, um, my goal this week is just to, you know, say effort and just go out there and, you know, play football how I know how to play football. And um, that's not... Uh, that includes uh, thinking less and just going out there and, you know, uh, playing off of instincts rather than just of, you know, so much, so to say, info in my head, data in my head, and literally just going out there playing football. I mean, Can I, I'm going to stop it. Like, like, we'll go through this and stop it. I mean, Joe, I don't know what your take is, but the thought of like a Peyton Manning saying data and, and like, Dude, I'm sorry. You would never hear that. I, I think I what is he I, talking about to, to translate what he's saying. I feel like what he's saying is I wish I could play college. I wish I could play ball like I played in college where I look to the one read that they gave me. Yes. And if I don't have an, a, an athlete that's 10 times better than the guy guarding him that I can just chuck it to because he's already got separation, then I should be allowed to run. And the Bears are probably like, listen, it's not a long-term strategy for you to just take off 
after one fucking read. You're going to get hurt. Like he's already been you, hurt. You're, you're going to get hurt. You're going to get old. You're going to get slow. Take off when you need to. But first, go through your progressions. And when we see the clip from last week, he's missing guys who are wi- like literally just wide open. And it's because he doesn't have the ability to be like, okay, well, I was looking for my my ex receiver. Then to go, this guy's wide open. He doesn't even have the ability to go from that first one to the second one. He didn't see the guy wide open because he didn't look at the guy. He just has no idea how to process the field. And he wants to be able to just go backyard football. And it's like, cool, that works when your offensive line's dominating your defensive line where you can just dump it off to a guy who's just going to fucking make guys miss or run guys over where you can just chuck it up to a receiver. That's just, you know, dominating. Uh, if you look around the league right now, Ohio state guys are doing great. Just not a fucking quarterback. Yeah. It's crazy that he's saying this. He's just openly admitting I can't play the professional position i can't play it at the quarterback at the nfl level that's literally what he's saying i just want to play backyard football just going back to it's a game um and 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 that's it because that's when you know i play my best is i'm just out there playing free and uh being myself so um i'm gonna say kind of just bump all the you know uh you know what i should do what i uh this and that like pocket stuff like Pocket stuff. Me, so, um, I mean, listen to him. Pocket stuff, dude. Do you know what position you play? It, it's, it, I'll be honest, this is just embarrassing. Yeah, the whole the, it's, it's like a fucking it's like the end of Iron Man when they're like, he says he's Iron Man. Everybody's like, oh, when you say you can't uh, read yeah. receivers, what's happening? Um, you know, could be uh, you know, uh, coaching, um, I think. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it makes it, you know, uh, they're doing their job when they're giving me, you know, what to look at and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I you know, can't be thinking about that when the game comes. I prepare myself throughout the week. And then when the game comes, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's time to play free at that point. So, um, yeah. I mean, that's unbelievable. So it could be coaching. And when the game comes, I can't be thinking about what they give me to look for. What? Dude. You're a Bears fan. You got this is a this is a mess. I mean, and, this is, and and now wasn't there like defensive coordinator's house like raided or something like that? And then he fucking resigned or got fired or I didn't see that he got raided. I know he resigned. He didn't coach the last game for personal reasons. Chicago Bears defense coordinator. Chicago Bears deny claims of FBI raid after coordinator's sudden resignation. But what's that's good? That's good. I mean, what is happening? Bears deny team facility raided. As shocking rumors fly. So they might raid his house. Yeah. Unofficially, the rumor mill is working overtime. The one with the most traction was the FBI raided his home and Hallis Hall, the Bears' practice facility. 
The rumors are social media are offensive and 100% untrue. Now, according to who? Because if Justin Fields was on the lookout for people raiding, maybe he just missed them entirely. Maybe he just didn't see them coming. Maybe he was watching the back door of the facility and he had no idea that they were coming straight in the front door. But let's let, let's say you're the Bears, right, Joe? Like, let's let's take the defensive coordinator situation out of it right now. I want to approach what he said. Like, how can you? I just don't know how you go forward. You know what I'm saying? Th- this, you're like, dude, this guy's in his third year. He's openly admitting in front of the whole world he doesn't want to do again to bring it back to like the Peyton and Eli, like the man, like the homework that these great quarterbacks do the game film, the preparation. Listen, the the bears are not good kind of across the board. They're not good. Right. And when you're a young quarterback and you're developing the, the, Oh, he's not protected enough. Oh, he doesn't have a running game. Oh, he doesn't have receivers who can get separation. Those are all valid. Those are all very, very valid. What's not valid is doing a press conference and being like, you know, when I'm out there, it's really hard for me to play professional football. I just want to play college football. And honestly, I really would rather play high school football, which I was allowed to play in college because we were just so dominant. But I really don't want to get a high level understanding of this game so that I could be successful in the NFL. Kind of just want to do my thing. It's like, dude, throw your offensive line under the bus. Throw your fucking receivers under the bus. Throw your defense, whatever. But like, to just be like, my coaches want me to go through my progressions. And I don't like that is a wild hot take to say, which is why the first person on his team who saw it was probably calling him the second he got off the podium. He was like, yeah, you're going to have to retract that. Like, I know what you're saying, but also like, if you want to quarterback, if you want an opportunity to quarterback somewhere else, when the bears move on from you in three months, you're going to need to say that you are willing to learn how to play football. Otherwise there's really not a lot of room for you here. It's insane. I've never seen anything like it. He straight up said, I want to play backyard football. I don't want to. But also, like, dude, where does that get where does that get you? That's another thing. Like, like, okay, go play backyard football. This is the NFL. While it's a barbaric sport, it's it's a very intrinsic barbaric sport with schemes and plays. And I mean, come on, man. These these guys, we all know these the amount of hours these coaches and planning and preparation that they put in. And Fields just wants to walk on the field and just sling the ball around. I don't think he realizes he will get himself seriously injured also by playing this type of football. He should probably take the weekend off and go to the Eli Peyton Manning Kroger thing on well, how to survive but, in the NFL. I mean, but seriously. A hundred percent like dead serious. Eli be like, look, man, stop running. <laughs> it's crazy. You're going <laughs> to, you're, you're going to die, man. Peyton be like, yeah, my, my, I ran like three times ever. Just like, don't do it, man. 
It's nuts. We're and then Archie big. would walk in like a fucking horror movie doll. He's like, I ran all the time. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, that's why. That's why I taught him not to do that. I mean, we're, we're through two games. Bear season's already done. It's I done. Mean, yeah, I said it last week. Moving to running back. Tank, get a new quarterback. And people make good points on some of the on the video we put up, it's like people are like, well, you're kind of calling for Caleb Williams while saying the big quarter. I'm like, yeah, you, may, you might be right. You know, but no matter what, get a new quarterback. Justin Fields, great athlete. You want to play backyard football? Cool. You're a tailback. <laughs> <laughs> big tailback too, man. He's like 6'3". I don't know. It's crazy. They play the Chiefs this week too. Like of all <laughs> of all the weeks, like they're playing Kansas City. Yeah, I don't even know what the spread is, but my, uh, boy, my boy Steve Spagnola is just sipping on red wine every night, just salivating at the idea of being able to run his blitz schemes against a quarterback who refuses to go through his fucking. Progression. Yeah, it's nuts. So Mahomes is getting getting some money now. Not that he wasn't before, but well, he's just he's, getting it sooner. He's getting it a lot sooner. So they restructured his contract. He's going to make two hundred ten point six mil between twenty twenty three and twenty twenty six, the most ever in a four year span. I knew they were going to do something with all these guys signing deals. Congrats, Brittany Mahomes. Yeah. Your uh, your meal ticket just got you 200, over 200 mil. I don't think she was worried about it. We haven't, we haven't heard much from Jackson lately. Well, he got... I know he's popped for the sexual... Yeah, so I think Assault. I think I think I think the police did what Patrick Mahomes could not do, which is be like, "Yo, dog, you got to stop." That I bet he loved that. To be honest, I mean, low key, it was. That's, it's that's not, what I'm it's, saying. Yeah, I think long run, it probably worked out great for him. Short run, it was probably annoying. Although it did ha- kind of happen in the off season, right? Yeah. So he didn't really have to answer a lot of questions about it, but in the short term, still like, dude, what the fuck? But in the long term, yeah, I mean, the fact that he's not doing TikTok dances on the sideline on like Sean Taylor's grave or whatever. Over Nick Chubb's body laying on the ground with his knee all. Just doing like hanging arm dances. Yeah, I know. Well, it's uh I'll be curious. You know, we all we just had this big wave of QB signings. You know, I'll be real curious how this plays out. Obviously, we have, we have Burroughs already injured. You got Herbert's team 0 and 2. Eagles are 2 and 0. You watching that documentary, the Kelsey documentary? No. Did you? I finished it. 
you're not going to like the Eagles stuff. Because Jason's like all about the city of Philly. Yeah. You wouldn't like that part. Like those parts. Listen, uh, I, again, I always say I, I have no problem with the city of Philly. Uh, I have problem with Eagles fans, um, which actually I find most of them are not even from the city of Philadelphia. As I've said many times, the, uh, should I say the city crowd that uh, have attended Sixers games, I always vibed with way more than the folks who drive in from the fucking Wawa filled suburbs in their like camo Eagles hats. To You're not going to believe this. Yell N words at people. The Wawa's coming here. Like, like, not like, like way, not like city. I saw, I saw an article like way out suburbs, like developments. I just started laughing. Probably like 30, 45 minutes away from me. So what is it? A, a, a gas station? Yeah. But they sell I mean, food. it's not all, it's not always a gas station, but it's, Often a gas station. It's it, but it's literally just a, like it's the exact same thing you would get at a gas station. Like, think about like the the convenience store at a gas station, but they actually serve sandwiches and shit. They have a pretty extensive like food sections, but it's a convenience store. It's not a supermarket. They get hoagies there. Is that what you say? Oh yeah, that's that. Yeah, these people are eating gas station hoagies as like a delicacy. When's the last time you had a gas station food? Food? Yeah. Like when I was at Lehigh University eating at Wawa. That's what I'm asking. Like, I'm just trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. The last time I grabbed something, you know, I'm talking like you're on the road driving. The I'm thing I about Wawa is like so. When I was at Lehigh, like you could go there. At, 3 a.m. and get like a fucking meatball hoagie. You know what I mean? Sure. And college kids. Perfect. Sure. Yeah. But like people from fucking Jersey and Pennsylvania and shit like that, they treat it like they're like, oh, we got to go to Wawa. Like, dude, I never ate at Wawa when it was daytime. Like there was a there's also a deli in town. There's a pizza place. There's a wing spot. You know, like that is amazing. They're like, oh, dude. My favorite thing in life, fucking Wawa American extra cheese. And you're like, you're, you're a garbage person. Like, yeah, dude, in a pinch, I've eaten a Buffalo chicken roller from 7-Eleven. But I don't wake up and go, you know what I could go for today is a Buffalo chicken roller and stroll down to the local 7-Eleven and get a carton of milk and like a, a hot dog off of fucking thing. People in Pennsylvania are like, my favorite sandwich is the gas station. I remember. I don't know why I have this memory. When I was living in Las Vegas, we we stopped at a 7-Eleven, probably to grab some booze or something. We're heading down on the strip. And Buddy walks out with two giant hot dogs. And I just remember, this is like before we are going out that night. I just remember like, dude, what are you? He's like, I'm hungry. I said, we're going out of the strip. Everything's 24-7. Whole fucking city's 24-7. You get food anywhere in Las Vegas. You're getting two hot dogs at a 7-Eleven? And he was from Iowa. So, like, to be fair, like, it's like he didn't know any better. In his head, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, man, food. Like, dude, what are you? 
possibly thinking doing this? Just wreck your body. You pop into any casino. There's a buffet. Get what you yeah. want. I actually can. I can tell you the last time I had. I had gas station food. We'll call Seven Eleven gas station food. That's a, by the way. That's essentially what it is. It's a Seven yeah, Eleven. Yeah, it was pizza, like a slice of pizza or two. It's a 7-Eleven. Imagine somebody asking, imagine somebody coming over to your place. You guys are all sitting around having a barbecue and be like, what's your favorite sandwich in town? Imagine you being like 7-Eleven. Imagine if somebody said 7-Eleven. You'd be like, get the fuck out of my house. Yeah, that's pretty reckless. That's hilarious. Well, now I'm intrigued, though. I'm, I, I, I almost want to Go see what's going on over there when one comes to town. Just you drive curiosity. 40 minutes to eat at a gas station? No, I wouldn't drive 40 minutes if I was in the area. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd pop over. But And it's also like the, the sandwiches are like fine, but it's not like it's not 7-Eleven quality sandwiches, but it's also not like it's not Jersey Mike's. You read Bucky's? You know anything about Bucky's? No. Bro. Bucky's is like turning into a thing. It's it's like there it's like a Costco slash Walmart gas station mega superstore. They're I think they started maybe in Texas, of course. They're going everywhere now. I, I went to one in Kentucky last year, but it's not shit. It's there's literally like a hundred pumps at the gas station, and then it's a mega mall. Like they're cut. It's it's like okay, legit. I have been to one. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're it's talking got about. a little beaver as a yeah, mascot. Yeah, yeah. Like I got like a like a brisket sandwich. Like they're that's yeah. like you got a brisket sandwich and a pair of boots and you took a shower. Yeah. It's like all that shit. It's insane. All right. Do we wanna do we wanna hop into uh a little overrated, underrated one we have been putting off? Oh, okay, sure. Let's do it. We haven't done AFC and NFC South quarterbacks. Ooh, we've been putting it off because is this the last of them? It's the last of them, and we've been putting yeah. it off because it's not a good group. Right. Right. It's probably the worst group. Where do you want to start, AFC or NFC? Sure. Let's go AFC. Okay. So AFC South. Overrated, underrated. Again, this doesn't mean someone's good or bad. It's the. It's remarkable how much people don't understand that. The we had we had that we had the response to our chicken sandwich thing in the dirtball Reddit that was like, Chick Fil A fucking dunks on McChickens, and I'm like, dude, that is literally not the point. Oh, I didn't even see that. I'm about to see that. The point is, people act like McChickens are just like whatever, and people act like Chick Fil A is like something you go out of your way for. Meanwhile, it's like, yeah, I will. I prefer a McChicken. I prefer a Chick Fil A sandwich over a McChicken sandwich, but not that the, the gap isn't that big. Yeah, that's all. To, you're act, saying. to act like one, people are like, ah, they're not open on Sunday. I do declare, I will have to find a different place for my finest chicken sandwich on Sunday. Oh Lord! And then people will be like, ah, right, fucking McChicken. You eat, you eat McDonald's. It's all about the perception. 
How are these things perceived? So, again, that's what it's about, the perception. We'll start with AFC South quarterbacks. Ryan Tannehill. Properly rated? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else. I mean, I think at this point, like, no one thinks that – I think everybody agrees that year in and year out, if the Titans had an elite quarterback, they'd be a way better team, which go- goes without saying. Uh, but but also, like, like people – everybody came into this year. Let me say this about the Titans. I think uh, Vrabel is one of the best coaches in the league. And they got Derrick Henry. And they always have a good defense. It's like, year in and year out, people are like, I don't know. The Colts this year? I don't know. The Jags this year? If people believed in Ryan Tannehill, we would never pick against the Titans. So I think at this point, he's properly rated. He was probably underrated for a minute and then overrated for a hot minute. And now he's probably properly rated. Yeah, I, I don't know where else he would be. Properly rated. Anthony Richardson, you know, we're, we're two games in. It's real tough. So there's not enough information. I'd say properly rated because no one's overhyping him, I don't think. No one's. I, I'm going to say overrated, even okay. though I kind of like how he's played, because I'll say this. It's like. You might be better right now with Gardner Minshew. And the fact that that's not like the fact that not everybody's on board of like, yeah, hard to say which one of these two guys is better right now. Uh, probably makes him overrated, but certainly too early to tell. But I think there's people who hyped him pretty hard. All right. Let's move down to Texas. CJ Stroud. I'm going to say, because I'm already seeing some chirping, which is funny. I'm going to say overrated because people are hyping up his yards in two losses. I'm going to say overrated. You're Ohio State, man. Uh, I, I, it's it's obviously overrated or properly rated. I want to say properly rated, but since you're seeing it, I'll 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 dive in with you and say overrated then. Cuz it's it's certainly too early to tell. This history of Ohio State quarterbacks is not good. Um they've they're 0 and 2. The Texans don't make anybody look good. So, yeah, like if there's anybody who's like, "Ooh, look what he's doing." Relax. Yeah. I would say properly rated because like Anthony Richardson is too early to tell. But if there's guys out there, then I'm with you. Well, that's the thing. I would have said properly rated, but I've already seen a few people saying what he's done. I mean, he's played okay. Trevor Lawrence. I'm also the the AFC South, man. Uh, This is why this is why these divisions, this is why the NFC and AFC South are so. I'm going to say properly rated again. I think his first couple of years, he struggled. People do that with these guys. Um, and he was probably underrated for a minute. I think last year you got into the, 
you got like the Nick Wrights being like, he's the prince. He's the next great quarterback after Mahomes. He's there. Like Trevor Lawrence is somewhere around the top 10 in the league. But like to put him over certain guys the way I've seen people do, it's like you can believe in potential and I'm okay with that. But if you're ranking them as to like where they are today, there's no proof that he's better than some of those guys. Yeah. I'm going to say overrated for that reason. I thought he was fine, properly rated. Obviously, they won a playoff game last year. They play Kansas City tough in Kansas City. There's a lot of hype around him. By the way, I think just uh, I think um, I think he's Trevor, really good, Trevor Lawrence. No, I think he's good I, too. I think he's really good. But so again, this is to um, this is to for the people who think that we're rating guys. I think he's really good. I think he's their he's for sure their franchise QB. Um. And, and I, if I had to go one way or the other, I'd probably go overrated because it's just, I know what he did in college and I know what he has the capability to do, but you also just have to do it at some point. Well, and you're in the division to do it. That's, that's the argument. That's the other thing. He's not just like cleaning up. He's just not, he's just not waxing the AFC South. They didn't win the division last year. Did they? No, they, they did. did they? They did. I believe they went nine and eight, but like, dude, you gotta get eleven wins. But were the, did the Titans also make the playoffs last year? No. My brain, brain is so so mush on what, who did and didn't make the playoffs last year at this point. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't think they did. All right, so I'm gonna say overrated. You're more properly rated slash overrated. Yeah. All right, this next one's pretty bad. The NFC South. Because it's like, what do you do on some of these young guys? Right. We'll start Falcons, Desmond Ritter. I mean, like, properly rated. I don't, nobody's hyping him. Nobody's, yeah. there's not much to say. Yeah. He's winning, he's winning games. No one's hyping him. I'll go properly rated because there are some people who picked like them to, uh, like, win the division. And they're like, oh, look, this is what's going to happen. I'm like, mm, guys really believe in this quarterback. So, um, so I'll, I saw I'll him properly. You know, I saw him play a lot because he's from he went to University yeah. of Cincinnati. Uh, and I saw, you know, I, I been to a few of those games live too. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he'll be a good serviceable backup long term in the NFL. That's where I think his role will be. Derek Carr. I mean, we all I'm I've been a Derek Carr underrated guy for as long as Derek Carr has been in the league. They flashed a stat the other night. Do you see it? Most passing yards through nine seasons, Peyton Manning, Matt Ryan, Derek Carr. That's an now, interesting one. Now, we all know, and I just replied to somebody the other day who tweeted at us that Kirk Cousins is on pace to break every passing record. You don't want to be throwing the – you don't want to lead the league in passing yards. You don't want to. Um, But – I just think you look at the Raiders, typically. Look at all the guys that have come and gone. Look at the conversations that's already happening around Jimmy G. Look at all this stuff. It's like, I feel like I feel like the very casual NFL fan thing to do is to blame everything on your quarterback. We obviously talk about how important quarterbacks are on this show, 
but I feel like when you don't understand football, you just go, it's quarterback. He's trash. I just think Derek Carr has been a good above average NFL QB for nine seasons. And people have acted like he was the problem in Vegas the whole time or in Oakland. And it's like, name some other guys from those teams. Well, I have an interesting stat for you that I saw that that should help your argument. So it's taken from 2014 to 2023. So it's that 10 year window. Probably when car first came in the NFL, I'm assuming. Because it was about Carr never getting a defense. It's the percent of starts where the defense held the opponents under 16 points. So their own team's defense. Carr leads the way by a huge margin as far as the Raiders. The Raiders' defense in 10 years only held the opponents under 16 points 13 times, which is 9% of the time. Jesus Christ. Only 9% of the time. The next lowest on that list is Matt Ryan at 14%. So there's a there's a 5% gap between the second to last and last. And then you look at the top, and it's not going to surprise a lot of people. Tom Brady's defense held them under 16 points 36% of the time. That's crazy. He's number one. Number two is Russell Wilson at 31%. It's four times as often that Brady's were. Four times as often. And tied for 25% are Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, Jared Goff, Andy Dalton. So it's like, those guys all had good defenses most of their careers. Yeah. And and his is by far the worst. And it's kind of like, I feel like people treat Derek Carr the way people treat Andy Dalton. And it's like, Look at the fucking difference. You're right. When your team is stopping people and you have elite weapons and your quarterback can't get it done, maybe it's the quarterback. When your defense isn't stopping anybody and you don't have elite weapons and you're not getting it done, maybe it's not the quarterback. I'll say underrated as well. You're probably a bigger car stand than me, but I but I think you know you factor all these things in. Well, we've talked about this. This is why the game exists, because my passion about these things is always fueled by the perception. Like I'm not like Derek Carr is gonna change your franchise. I'm just like you're a dumb non football understanding person. If you look at Derek Carr, you're like, Yeah, trash, never gets it done. I think Carr can win a Super Bowl. That see, see, this is this is where we we talk about having a defense. I think Carr's the type of QB if he had a defense could win a Super Bowl. I don't say that about everybody. I think he could win a Super Bowl. He's shown me enough that he could win a Super Bowl. Do you think if you called Kyle Shanahan right now and you're like, take every fucking thing out, we're just going straight up, like their contracts are null, no draft picks involved, he'd trade Brock Purdy straight up for Derek Carr. You think? Yeah. Uh, of course, I think. That's an interesting conversation. I don't know. Yeah, we have, a guy would... who's, we have a guy who's done it for nine years and a guy who's done it for nine games. That's the that's the problem with f- 
football fans and perception. Yeah. They're like, Purdy's fucking good, man. You don't know. Their car had a season where he got MVP votes. What the fuck do you know after nine games? Yeah, I mean, situation definitely matters. It's like, where's Brock Purdy if he's on the Browns? You know, versus a, a good historical franchise. Like and and that's not to dunk on Brock Purdy either. Yeah, yeah, no. All right, moving along. Baker Mayfield. This gotta be this might be one of, this might be the toughest one in the fucking this is tough league. One. I'm doing it. He's underrated at this point. You think he's underrated? Now he was wildly overrated forever. Maybe properly rated because people are like, I don't know, Baker looks good in Tampa. But it's like, I feel like this is what people do. He was wildly overrated when he came out of college. He was wildly overrated when he went to a good Browns team and couldn't get it done, even though he made like a playoffs. And people were like, yep, he won future. A game. Yeah, future. He's the man, whatever. He was wildly overrated. Then people were like, Baker fucking stinks. And I'm not sure we're all the way back from Baker fucking stinks. Now, Baker was bad at times, but like at this point, after what I saw him do with the Rams and what I've seen him do with Tampa Bay, like he's just, again, he's just, now he's your journeyman quarterback. Now he's like a dumb Ryan Fitzpatrick. Well, the big thing with him is not turning the ball over, right? So like this year, he hasn't thrown an interception in two games. Yeah. If he can do that. But I'll but, also tell you one thing. We could quickly, because Baker has those stands, the, 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 because people love the headband and love the fucking, I'm feeling dangerous. Like, we're two games away from him being overrated again. He wins. He goes 4-0. I mean, I think they have a tough game this week. I don't think they're winning. Um, he goes 4-0. People are going to suddenly be like, Baker, MVP. Like, Baker mania. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was definitely underrated coming into this season. So, current level, he probably is underrated. Because he's not trash. He's a serviceable. But we're so close to f- having a Linsanity thing because Baker has such weirdo stands. Yeah, I mean, you and I used to always discuss who would last longer in the league, Jameis or Baker. We both agreed Jameis is the backup. That might be changing now for me. Well, the the best thing, I, I'm still going to say Jameis, and the reason is the best thing that could potentially happen for the longevity of Jameis Winston's career is to not not play football. The second Jameis Winston gets on the field, he'll be exposed and then soon after he'll be gone. But he does the did you see the fucking tweet the other day? He's standing outside the locker. He's he always stands outside the locker room and high fives every player and coach and training staff member on the way in. He waits until everybody comes in. He high fives them. I mean, 
No one cosplays as a good teammate better than Jameis Winston. <laughs> he's a cosplays as a good teammate. I didn't see that. That's hilarious. He shakes everybody's hands. Oh my god. I'm watching it now. Jameis Winston shook the hands of every player and staff member before he entered the locker room tonight. He also apparently did this dating back to college at Florida State. Dude, this is where he gets people. Jameis Winston is a true leader and he's a and he's a pro's pro, even as a backup, A plus teammate. Nobody cosplays as a good teammate like Jameis Winston. Oh, it's all theater, dude. It's, it's all, theater. all theater. That's hilarious. And then guys like Jameis 101 are like, look at the guy. Look how good a teammate he is. His teammates love him. His coaches love him. He's a great teammate. Why can't he get on the field? Well, because he's not good at quarterback. That's why he can't get on the field. He's doing all, right. all the right things. He just can't get on the field because he's bad at playing the position he plays. So we'll both say Baker's underrated. Bryce Young. I mean, it's tough not to call him. There's a lot of hype around him heading into this year. It's tough. You got to say overrated at this point. There was a lot of hype entering the season. They're going to be uh, bad. I'm going to say... I'm going to say properly rated because overrated. He's over again. This is like, but I'm saying he's overrated with the hype. Yeah. But hard, hard to say that any of this is his fault so far. Although he has looked worse than I thought he would from a, just from a personal quarterback standpoint. But I don't think at this point, anybody's like he's turning the team around. Like, I guess you would have, he's not underrated. That's no, All right, there it is. And we're finished. We do have a overrated, underrated later in the show. A non-sports one we're going to get to. A call. Let's get to week three picks. Before we do that, I want to encourage you to go pick up some Miller Lite, prep for Thursday night game, Sunday games, Colorado game on Saturday. Andy, I'm so I'm I'm just so happy to be back because really hard to find Miller Lite north of the, north of the wall. Really hard. I don't know if you know this, but apparently in Ontario, you have to buy all of your alcohol from the government. This thing called like the NRBO or something like that, or the BRO. I don't know what the fuck it is, but it's like a government liquor store. <laughs> Didn't see a lot of Miller Lite in the two I went into. Weirdly, every bar I went to had a Miller like koozie or neon sign or whatever coaster. None of them had it. I'm just so glad to be back. I'm going to go out and watch the game tonight. Giants, Niners, have some Miller lights. But, you know, you had you had said an over under for me. It's like it really took a dent last week. Just a basically a bye week from Miller Lite being in being in Canada. So six days. It's probably the longest I've gone in adulthood. Six days without a Miller Lite. Well, I'm sure you'll catch up well this weekend. I need to, man. I miss it. I, I I walked in. We were so tired from our trip and everything like that. I walked in. I didn't even put my bag down. I think my bag was still on my shoulder. And I had a Miller Lite. My girlfriend's like, what are you doing? I was like, I just I just needed it. I just like I I needed it. I missed 
I missed the the world's greatest Pilsner and the original light beer so much. I needed it. Well, guys, it's Miller Light season. It's Miller time. I'm sorry. All season long, from kickoff till the clock runs out, you can't go wrong with a Miller Light in your hand. So make it Miller time all season long. Get Miller Light delivered right to your door. Simply visit MillerLight.com forward slash Dirty Sports, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. So, week three, you took a big stumble last week. Ruther was on yep. a tear, the five-point advantage. You're already in a seven-point hole, Joe, already. Oh, we we do this all the time. I'm not worried about it at all. Okay. Not even a little bit. Last week, what an absolute abomination of a week from McVeigh. There's so, so many things broke your way. A lot broke my way. For that, I'm thankful. So we'll see. We'll see how we stack up this week. I'll let you start off with the Thursday night game since it's your boys. Big underdogs. Ten and a half point dogs. Headed to Santa Clara to play the Niners. No Saquon. No Andrew Thomas. No chance. Niners. Boat race the Giants. I know. I know. That to every dirty sports fan, that I'm an unabashed Giants homer and my real unrealistic expectations of this team. And I think that they're going to the Super Bowl, even though I think I said 40 times I didn't even think they are a Super Bowl contender. I think the Giants get smashed in San Francisco. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a Thursday night, which gives me hope of covering the spread, but I don't think they will. The This game is you know you can you can talk about coaching all you want you can talk about daniel jones all you want you can talk like this is a game that's just there's a talent gap the giants don't have receivers that they can get separation against a regular old defense they're definitely not doing it against probably the best defense in the league no saquon no starting tack no starting all pro tackle against one of the best pass rushes in the league uh, this will be this will be the game that the Reddit will pop off and my mentions will pop off again. Daniel Jones trash. Joey No Chills got admitted on Monday. It's like, dude, the talent. This is this is this may as well be. You talk about Daniel Jones. This may as well be Duke versus fucking Alabama. Well, I I agree. I think it's gonna be a blow. I don't know how the Giants are gonna score points. Also in San Francisco, short week, no Saquon. I don't see the Giants score more than 13 points. I'm going to take the Niners in a just a bloodbath tonight. Have you used the, the video? What's, I don't know what they call it. The, the Amazon version. It looks, like, it looks like Madden video game. Have you test, tested that one out? No. I was doing it last week. You know, so they give you options. God, why do I forget what it's called? Um, you can watch the regular thing, or it shows literally like the circles around the players. It shows right. the arrows where they're going. It shows different views. I forget what it's called. It's kind of interesting. I kind of like it. Prime um, view. 
it, something like it, it's something like that. It might yeah. be Prime View. I forget what it is. All right, Sunday games. Browns at home. No Nick Chubb out for the year. That was a horrific injury. Kareem Hunt signed. Kareem Hunt is signed. He's back on the Browns. Titans. You know, Deshaun Watson did not look good last game. And like at some point, like that was a winnable game. They should have won, in my opinion. I know it's road, but the Steelers did nothing offensively. That's a game you have to like the money you're getting, you have to win. And this is another game where I'm Deshaun Watson Watson is such an enigma at this point. Like I know statistically he didn't play that well in week one, but I just thought he looked good. It looked like he was like confident again. It looked like he was like He's not just chucking balls over guys, but it's like, dude, we're, we're talking about Baker Mayfield before on the Bucks and on the Reds. Like, do you remember they they drafted him first overall, and then they traded everybody to get Deshaun Watson? Like, it's the the whole franchise rests on this guy's fucking shoulders. Threw a pick six in the first play. Like, they're three-and-a-half-point favorites. I know you don't have Nick Chubb. You still have a line that can block for Kareem Hunt. Um, I forget their other running back. But my, my point is, you have a defense who got a lot of turnovers last game. Got a lot, you know, played well against the Bengals. I just, dude, you got to start winning. You have to start winning games. You do, because you have a team around you. So the three-and-a-half-point favorites. I don't have faith. I'm going to say the... Titans cover. I'm going to say, I'm starting to, like, I kind of gave up on the Titans because, and again, I think this is where Ryan Tannehill is like, it's crazy because it seems like they are the one team that really needs to just try to fucking do something at quarterback because they're always right there. Week in and week out, I almost, like, don't give Vrabel enough credit. Like, I, I might just start picking Vrabel to cover every week. Like regardless of who he plays, like they're all they're always right there. Everybody this everybody this offseason was like Jacksonville. They're running away with the fucking division. It's like he's a good coach, man. He's a great coach. Yeah, they don't get blown out too often. They don't get blown out too often. So you agree with me? Yeah, Titans cover. All right. The 2-0 Falcons travel to Detroit. Lions are three-point faves. This is an interesting matchup. Uh, Well, listen. Do I have the utmost? I, I, I would say I have less faith in the Lions than the majority of people at this point. Because I'm like, they're still the fucking Lions. But I look at the outcome of this game. What's more likely? The Falcons are 3-0 and after this game, and the Lions are 1-2, and or they both leave there 2-1. and It almost makes everything like a little bit more right in the world in regards to how everybody saw these teams being. I think the Lions win the game, and because it's three, I think they cover. Yeah, well, the same thing. I just don't see the Falcons going 3-0. I just don't. 
they're both two and one. That makes sense. And by the way, I'll be rooting hard for it. I I like. I hope the fucking Falcons win. Well, obviously, it, it, it all boils down to the running game, right? The goal here is to run the ball a lot, keep the ball away from the Lions' offense. Have John Robinson go nuts. Algiers. But I do think Lions winning cover as well. All right, Saints-Packers in Lambeau. Packers are one-and-a-half-point favorites. Kind of the same thing we said last game. I don't I didn't see the Falcons going three. No, I don't see the Saints going three. No, <coughs> and it's only a point and a half. The Packers are one and a half point favorites. Yeah, I think the Packers win and cover. I kind of want I kind of I kind of see the Saints going three. No, the, the, the problem is. I also th- I also think the Packers were going to have a surprisingly good year. I mean, it's not too late for that, even if they start one and two. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the Saints to win the game. I'm going to go Joey, no chill, money line pick. Saints win. I think I think our my boy underrated Derek Carr feeling himself a little bit. Wow. It'd be huge if they got to a 3-0 start. Really huge. All right, Broncos, Dolphins, 0-2 versus 2-0. and in Miami, big little spread here for the Thins. Six and a half, six I, and a half. I wanted to bring this up right now. I, this is a complete hypothetical because I know it's not going to happen because Aaron Rodgers has already um, said that he's coming back. But right now, complete hypothetical. Right now, if the Jets could convince Aaron Rodgers to retire, and they said, we'll take, we'll, we'll trade you whatever, not first rounders, obviously, but we'll trade you whatever missing parts for Russell Wilson. We, you get his money off the books. You already took an L on all the draft picks. You get his money off the books. You replace, we essentially replace Rogers money with Russ's money. <coughs> if you're the Jets, would you take Russ right now? I mean, he's obviously better than Zach Wilson. So that's not really the question, but the question is, do you tie yourself to him for those years that he has left? Do you think he gives you a potential of winning the Super Bowl? Or are you like, dude, the financial burden is not wow. worth it for here's, the potential of this? Here's Super Bowl. the thing. Like, which Russ are we getting? The I mean, to be totally honest, you're getting the Russ. You're getting Russ. Are we getting the conservative? Hey, I got the D because are we getting, I can trust my defense, hand the ball off to these good running backs, throw for 220 yards a game. Well, that would be, that's the, that's literally the only reason you would do it, right? Is because you're like, Russell Wilson has won a Super Bowl when entirely carried by a running game and defense. Maybe yeah. he's been beaten into the headspace where he, maybe he's fine. He's figured out that like his, his, PR team's campaign of let Russ cook was a horrible plan and he should have just appreciated that he could well, be that guy. Well, the, if you win, if you win a Super Bowl, if you, even if you go to a Super Bowl, it's a win, right? For the Jets. Again, I'd this is it. completely hypothetical. I'd the Jets it. are not, you would do it. I'd do it. 
I'm not sure. I might, but I'm not sure. I'd probably, it, I'm, pro- I'm probably convincing Aaron Rodgers to not retire more than I am. But if he tomorrow was like, you know what? I'm not doing this rehab. I'm going to retire. You're, you could essentially replace, like your finances don't really change. They change a little bit in the long term, but they don't really change in the short term because you would essentially be replacing Aaron Rodgers' contract with Ross's. Well, the Jets situation sucks because you have a good defense now. You have a rook, rookie wide receiver contract now. You have a rookie running back contract now. You have a one-year deal for Dalvin Cook now. That's where it's like you got you literally had to win this year. That's what sucks. The whole thing sucks. And then you're stuck with Zach Wilson again. And he knows the players don't like him. I, I, I always try to imagine what was going on in Zach Wilson's head when that injury happened. How pissed he was. <laughs> Okay, that so that was my Broncos hypothetical um, for their quarterback. Obviously, it's not going to happen, but I just wanted to hear your answer. Here's the other question. Here's the other thing I wanted to talk about with the Broncos. I feel like in the modern NFL, with very, very few exceptions, if you win a Super Bowl, you automatically get deemed a great coach. The few exceptions I feel like that even exist out there. I think Mike McCarthy at this point, Gary Kubiak. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe he's not he's not in the league anymore, but like Sure. Uh at this point the guys who are coaching who have Super Bowls that I think aren't universally considered great are just Mike McCarthy and Doug Peterson. Are those the only guys coaching today that aren't universally considered great and have a Super Bowl? Maybe. And my question is, should Sean Payton be part of that group? I feel like if you go back five years to the Saints, if you just pick a random, if you just pick five years ago, I think people go to reel off who are the best coaches in the league. Oh, it's uh, Belichick, uh, uh, Carroll. Uh, Sean Payton, uh, Harbaugh, uh, Tomlin. And you're just like, I'm like, I'm starting to think. And I'm not even really starting to think. I've kind of believed this for a while. You can go back a long term in this. Like, uh, I might, but I think Sean Payton is closer to Mike McCarthy and Doug Peterson than he is Bill Belichick and Pete Carroll. Oh, I, I don't, I don't, is there really a debate in that? I'm just saying there's, it almost feels like if you win a Super Bowl that you automatically get great coach status. You do. I don't think Doug Peterson and Mike McCarthy have been fired. I think there's a lot of people, not just us on this podcast. And I don't know how you feel about Doug Peterson, but I think there's not a lot of people who think he's a great coach. I see a lot of people who like him a lot. Sure. And by the way, to win a Super Bowl, you have you do have to be a good coach. Um, no one's ever said Mike McCarthy wasn't a good coach. It's just, dude, you're a boob and you wasted the prime of one of the best quarterbacks of all time. You know. Um, but I don't know. I, I I'm not sure Sean Payton is a great coach. Did J- did did Jim Harbaugh make more NFC Championship games in like a four year window? 
than Sean Payton made in his entire time in New Orleans? Like, I don't, that's, I don't know the answer to that, but like how many, how many conference championships games did Sean Payton make it to in New Orleans? He made it to the one where they went to the Super Bowl. He made it to the one with the bad call. That's two. Was there one more in there? Hmm. I'll look it up. I mean, look, they're owned two this year. I'm just saying, I was saying this the whole time. Like, this is the Sean Payton. This is the, like the offensive genius. This is the guy like Drew Brees was really good. They had a crazy home field advantage. They built a team around playing in a dome. No, they went to the NFC championship in 2006 too. So one. So he's been a three AFC champ, or I'm sorry, three NFC championships. One one. He's been a three. Started coaching in 2006. Took one year off. I'm just saying. I mean, look, good overall winning percentage, good overall in wins. You know, with New Orleans. Well, we, we, yeah, again, we shit all over the NFC South. Finished first seven times. Also had a great quarterback, which you mean you can argue he helped make him a great quarterback. I, you know. Tell me when I name a coach not better than Sean Payton of the Belichick, Reed. Carroll, Harbaugh, McVay, Shanahan. I don't know how many people are putting him on that scale anymore. Okay, so Sean Payton. Is Sean Payton a top eight coach in the league? So I'd rather have Belichick, Harbaugh, Reed, Carroll, Shanahan, McVeigh, Tomlin. Tomlin, I would. So we're at seven. Vrabel. Vrabel, 100%. We're at eight. I mean, then it gets dicey from there. I start. I have to like really. It analyze. gets dicey. It gets dicey, but there are guys, the Sirianis and the Dables and the whatever the guys who are young and doing it and like already having success. Hard probably to put them over him right now. McDaniel probably hard to put him over the, him right now. But it's not like mm, sure thing that he's better than all three of those guys. No, and the zero and two start doesn't help. Like that doesn't help at all. So, I mean, this week, you know, they're six and a half point underdogs. 
I mean, if Lafleur gets the Packers to the playoffs this year, I know. I mean, has he already coached in as many champ- NFC Championship games as? It's been a two. Been a two. So, like this week's a prime example. I don't think their offense can hang with Miami's. Obviously. Like, can they even get near that spread? I'll go first. I don't think they do. What's the number? Six and a half. It's a big spread. I think they get their ass kicked. It's in Miami? Yeah. Yeah. I'll take the Dolphins. Which means the Dolphins start 3-0 and and the Broncos start 0-3. I mean, I mean, look... We all agree, right? You start 0-3, your season's done. 100%. Like you're in the AFC West. They haven't played the they haven't played the fucking Chiefs. They haven't played the Chiefs. You start 0-3, your season's done. And that's what's crazy about a lot of these AFC teams heading into this week. The Chargers, the Broncos, the Bengals. By the the way, Salah. How about Salah in New York? You like you? I know you like him. I like Sal a lot. I'm not going to give him over pages yet. He hasn't even been in the playoffs. Like your next game, prime example: Chargers and Vikings, both zero and two. Vikings are one and I'm sorry, one point favorites. In is the this a? Is this a the loser is not like a, the loser is done? I mean, 100%. we're 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 now looking at uh, a again the same as we said about the Broncos. Like, do your own three in the AFC West. Your own your own three in the AFC. You're yeah. done. To me, it's more the AFC. It might not be. You're done if you're the Vikings, but let's be honest. I think I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on Go it. ahead. Go ahead. The Chargers win. Yeah, I was about to say. I think the Chargers win. It's basically a pick em game. All right, another 0-2 AFC team. This is crazy. Patriots are favorites in... New Jersey going against the Jets. The two and a half point favorites. I just it's so tough for me to think the Patriots fall fall to 0-3. I also just I also don't want to see the Jets fall to one too, but I also know Zach Wilson is going against, you know, a team that's not gonna give up many points. The the Patriots offense looked so bad last week though too. They looked so bad. They looked so bad. Wilson has looked really bad against Belichick and I think in the whatever game. I mean that Bill Belichick is almost maybe as responsible for Zach Wilson being the bust that he's been as anybody. It's like it almost feels like the games he had against the Patriots were the things that undid his potential in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So I'm going to have to go with the Patriots. I hate to do that, but I am. I'm going to go with the Jets. I think that the... Wow, you just teed me up for that. Yeah, I did. The 
Jets. I think the Jets make a correction from where they failed last week. And you had we had Brees Hall talking about his touches. I just think if you're the Jets, you have to go into this game with the exact thing that I just talked about. Bill Belichick will eat Zach Wilson alive. So don't even let Zach Wilson fucking throw the ball. Like, turn him into fucking, you're a handoff machine. Play defense, run the ball, win this game 9-6. Yeah. It's crazy. I'll tell you what. The, the Pats aren't five-and-a-half-point favorites in New England, right? So the spread seems too high to me. Okay. All right, next up, Bills travel to uh, face the Commanders in Maryland. So six and a half. I'm sorry, not six. Six and a half. Just six. Just six. Six. Okay. Six-point Buffalo faves. I think the Commanders, I think this is a nine or ten-point game if the Commanders hadn't played two dog shit teams to start the year. Um, I think that the Bills got themselves right a little bit. I don't think that the commanders are as good as their record. I think the bills win and cover. I disagree. I think the commanders cover. That's too big of a spread for me. Wow. Six. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Let's go. I mean, I just, I don't know. I think it'll be a closer game. I think the bills probably win. I think it's a closer game. And be enemy. We trust, right? I don't know. I just think it'll be a closer game. That's that's a big okay. spread. I like it. I'm glad. I'm happy about it. We have another big spread next game. AFC South, Texans, Jags in Florida. Eight and a half point. Jags. Dude, I'm gonna take the Texans to cover this. I'm 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 with you. It's a big spread, man. I the, just the Jaguars might be a team that kicks you in the dick. The whole season, it's like I—I I think I might be zero and two with them already. They come out, they play, they look great against the division opponent, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, "Fuck, I got fucked again." But the—but the idea of that big a spread in a division game, when the Jaguars—I mean, the Jaguars scored nine points last week. Yeah. If the spread of your game is within a point of the entire number of points you scored last week. I'm out. Yeah. Well, and also, my thing is, like, I like Demico Ryan's. I like him at the defensive court. Like, I think he's gonna, he's, he's just gonna get blown out. He's gonna put on some schemes, you know, to keep it relatively within reach. I think the Texans can cover that. Colts Ravens in Baltimore. Another big spread. Eight point Ravens favorite. So this is a game that I think it's a big spread. Do we know Anthony Richardson's status? I don't know his status. But this is a game where I do think it's out of control. Does it matter to you who plays? No, because I just think rookie QB. He's in concussion protocol, by the way. Okay. I also I'm what you're you're taking the Ravens. Yeah, I'm taking the Ravens. I'm taking the Ravens. And I gotta say, 
my biggest fear with taking the Ravens is Gardner backdoor Minshew. I, well, that's what I was about to say. I'm not afraid of backdoor Anthony Richardson. I am afraid of backdoor Minshew. I am afraid that this game is a six-point win and Gardner Minshew throws, throws for 315 yards on like 70 attempts. Yeah. I know. So, I don't know. It's just like Gardner scares me more than Anthony Richardson, to be honest. Yeah, 100%. But I'm still going to go with the Ravens in this one. Same. All right. Later games, Panthers-Seahawks in Seattle. Seahawks, six-and-a-half-point favorites. Wow. That jumped, huh? That was a lower line earlier in the week. What do you think? I'll take the Seahawks. Uh, I forgot what I bet it at. I already bet the Seahawks to cover. I think it was. I think it started at four. Um, it's jumped up. Um, I'll take the Seahawks. I just think you have a rookie quarterback. You've got a Seahawks team that had a disappointing game last week. Um, yeah, I think I think they. It's, I mean, it's a touchdown game. Yeah, part of me wants to take the the Panthers, but I just I just haven't seen anything from Bryce Young so far. So I'm gonna take the Seahawks. Tough place to play as a rookie. Right. All right, we got our biggest spread of the week. Bears are 13 point dogs in Arrowhead. 30? Oh, I don't know. I was, I'll, yeah, I'll I was about to, I was about to say big spread, don't care. I'm taking the Chiefs. A 30-point spread. I think the Chiefs could cover the 31. I think they could. Uh, can you imagine? I mean, first of all, the we just talked about the Jags. The Jags scored nine points last week against the Chiefs. Like, the Chiefs defense. That was in Jacksonville, too. The Chiefs defense. Played well, well, first so of all, obviously good enough to win the Super Bowl. But. They're not bad. Like back in the day, it was like, oh, they're they're winning in spite of their defense. The Chiefs defense played against great against the fucking Lions. Justin Fields isn't taking advantage of defenses that don't play well against them and leave guys open. I think the if it if it was 30 and a half, I might not have done it. But since it's just 30, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. 13, but yeah, take that too. Sure. Can I tease it up to 30? <laughs> All right. Cowboys, Cardinals, another big spread. Man, lots of spreads this week. It's in Arizona. Cowboys are 12 and a half point favorites. Am I first? Yeah. I'll take the Cowboys. I think I think this Cowboys team. A nice little, I mean, no doubt about it, a nice statement win in week one against the Giants. Division game on the road, open the season. Molly whopped us. Get a Jets team coming off a fucking Aaron Rodgers injury. Get a Cardinals team that may or may not literally be tanking. Like, as a as a Giants fan that loved what Daniel Jones did in the second half. I am aware 
that it might have been because they tanked the second half. Um, I think this is lining up so perfectly for a Dallas big win and just the entire world to start nutting all over the Cowboys. And I cannot wait to bet against them against the first half a decent team they play. Yeah, I think the Niners, or Niners, I think the Cowboys blow them out. Yeah. Especially that defense. They're not giving up up points. All right, Steelers-Raiders Sunday night football. The Raiders. The Raiders. Two and a half point Raiders favorites. Dude, the Steelers offense is bad. It's looking bad. I want the Raiders on the are at home. I think they win and cover. Money line pick of the week. I take the Steelers to go into Vegas. Wow. The football game. Absolutely no rhyme or reason for me being a picket believer at this point, but I am. I wouldn't be shocked if they won. The the Steelers could be, listen, they looked horrible week one. They had two touchdowns on the defense last game, like two touchdowns. Yeah, they were horrible week one. They barely got out of that game last week. They could easily be 0-2. They could easily be 0-3. They could also easily be, you know, like 2-1 and after they beat the Raiders. Like, I don't think the Steelers are that good, but I don't think the Raiders are good at all. Okay. We'll see. That's not the Monday night game, though. No, that's Sunday. You have two Monday nights. You have Eagles, Bucks. Right. Five-point Eagles favorites. It's in Tampa. On Monday. On Monday. It's a tough one. I know who I'm going to pick. It feels like uh, Baker Mayfield turns back into a pumpkin. I'm gonna take the Eagles to cover. All right, I'm gonna take the Bucks. Wow, and you were you were set on that. I was set on that. You were Five, you were taking the Bucks. The hands down taking the Bucks. I think I think they cover this, Brad. I don't think they win. Five's too much. I think they win by three or four points. It hurts because obviously I'll be rooting. I mean, I'll be wearing a headband. <laughs> I'll be wearing a headband. I will no. be, I will ensure something in my life of progressive that day. I will plant a flag in the middle of West Hollywood. Like I'm a full on, like I might buy a Bucks jersey. <laughs> I might get a creamsicle test of Verde jersey before Monday. Ooh. I'll be, I'll be rooting so fucking hard for the Bucks. But I didn't want to be rooting so hard for the Bucks, have the Eagles cover, lose a point to you, double whammy. Well, I also happened. think that I also think the Eagles are gonna win and cover. But now, god damn it, I'll be like, I guess it's kind of a win-win in a way. Unless, of course, the Eagles win and don't cover, and then I'll kill myself. Well, that's what I'm predicting. Yeah. Precisely. Well, thank that. God. Thank God for that. I've, so I've got the Ruther curse on my side. Well, you know, the curse seems to 
not be too bad when it comes to picking games. Okay, your final Monday night game, because there's two. Rams, Bengals, this is a tough one because you don't know if Burrow. It opened at six and a half and moved down to two and a half. Now it's at three. Like, we'll see. Is Burrow practicing today? I don't know because today was the first day. Like, is he at practice? I'm going to put in the search. Let's see here. All right, one hour ago, Joe Burrow walks to the practice with a sleeve on his right calf. Mm-hmm. Andy, uh, our boy Stolzy messaged me. We got to talk about it. If the Bengals go 0-3, what's your move with Joe Burrow? To sit him. For the rest of the year? Do you, so can, this you is... sign the, can you sign the guy to all that money and then, and then actively – Sit him. I, I don't know. So, so after the Rams, this is their schedule. These are all winnable games, man. At Tennessee, at Arizona, Seattle at home, then they get a bye. What sucks is they don't have a good backup. This is where this is where my old friend Andy Dalton. If if they had Andy Dalton, and meanwhile, had, if, meanwhile, you were like, I will never root for them again. While Andy Dalton's here, now you want Andy Dalton back on the team. Was well, a backup, but as the starter, <laughs> really? No, all, all I'm saying. Okay, let, let's hypothetically throw this out there. They're home against the Rams. They're at Tennessee. They're at Arizona. Home <laughs> against Seattle. I think Andy Dalton could go two and two in those games. Do you? Yeah. Sure. So so then they're two and four, and then they have a bye. And if Burrow's healthy, my point is if the Bengals are two and four, I think they could make the playoffs with a healthy Burrow coming back. But they don't have a formidable backup. But it goes back to the question. If you if they lose, you sit Burrow till what the bye week? And see where you're at? Yeah. But if you sit Burrow to the bye week, do you see where you're at? You might you might be punting on the season. True. You figure this is the last year that they're going to have that receiver receiver trio. What I also said was, dude, you're the Bengals. Can you like, can you like actively tank and not think it just like, well, that's it. That was a fun little run. Now we're just going to go three and thirteen for a bunch of years again, like. There's absolutely no sign that this team has any build to not just be same old Bengals. Mm, like yeah. your window is now. I think like What do you do? I, I I just think you well, here's what you do. You win this game. I'll take the Bengals to cover. Does you it matter start. if Burrow's playing? Oh well, yeah, it matters if Burrow's playing. He's playing, right? I mean, right now he's playing. Well, I'm looking right now. Updates. Joe Burrow isn't. This is literally video from the practice 50 minutes ago. Joe Burrow isn't throwing during individuals. He stretched with the team, but he clearly won't be a full participant today. Now, granted, the game's Monday. Today's Thursday. Right. You taking the Rams to cover? I am. I think the Rams win. Wow. You nail in the coffin. That's kind of the Bengals season, dude. And it kind of might be like, dude, that's this game has is this game is holding a lot. 
I agree. They lose yeah. this game. Well, well, here's my here, here's my reasoning. You could literally be in a conversation of, are we sitting Joe Burrow the rest of the year, his first season after signing a, the biggest contract ever, and and tanking? Why not? He, he, here's right. my thing. Here's my thing. They they aren't as long as they have Burrow if he's healthy. You know, there's obviously that's a that's a big gift for any star quarterback. They're not going to have those three and thirteen seasons. I just I think he's that good. So I know Bengals fans would hate to hear that, but we we agree. You go zero and three, you're done. You're done. I just, dude. Here's my thing. I don't know this injury. I, I've read probably too much on it. It's one of those, do you want to just keep a lingering injury off and on for 17 games? Like, do we want to, do you want to do that to your quarterback either? No. You probably don't want to do that either, right? I, I mean, let, let's not forget, guys. I mean, listen, I was calling for him to try to demand a trade in New Orleans in the offseason. So, like, I don't give a fuck about Bengals fans. Sorry, Justin. Like, I don't, like, I just think this is the kind of shit that happens to you. Everybody going around talking about Lamar Jackson's injury prone, blah, blah. Now we got Joe Burrow missed a full, full fucking season. Well, and- he missed, yeah, he missed six games. No, that's I agree. This, no, I, I'm glad you brought it up because it is true. Like, now you've got a second injury. And let's not forget, guys, he injured this around the end of July. It's not like he didn't take time off, man. Took a lot of time off. I just the re, here's the reason I'm picking the Rams. The Bengals have shown me nothing in two games, and the Rams have shown you a lot. Yes, and I think their coach is a million times better. I, I think again, we all know how critical I've been of Zach Taylor. I I think at this point I'm willing to admit the players really like Zach Taylor. Well, that's fuck the players like Mike McCarthy too. Who gives a fuck? But I don't think he's a good play caller. And that that I stand by that. Keep Zach Taylor the head coach, bring in a play caller. Cool. I'm fine with that. I, I look, I mean look, there's a lot of pressure. This is a, this is an all white game. They're in the white jerseys. They're doing the Ring of Honor. Boomer and Ocho Cinco are being inducted. Like it's a big game for the, the city. But you lose this. I agree. Because those next few games, like I said, they're all winnable games. Are you seeing the Monday Night Football curse talk? I saw that. This goes back to like... DeMar Hamlin. DeMar Hamlin. Kyler Murray. I didn't see that. Rodgers. I saw the the last three games were DeMar Hamlin, Aaron Rodgers, and Nick Chubb. The last three Monday Night Football. Was Demar Hamlin? Was that Week 18 of last year? Was it was the last last Monday Night Football game of the season? It was. I, I think it was because I don't think they do. It was Week 17 because I don't right. think they do a Week Eight. They don't right. do a Week okay. 18 game. So it was. It was the last Monday Night Football game of the season. And I've seen that. I've seen some Bengals fans say that. Don't play Burrow. But I'll say this: If you play Jake Browning, you don't have a shot. I don't think. I think you have a 10% chance of winning that game if you play Jake Browning. So you're taking the Bengals. I'm taking the Rams. Bro, if they lose. 
Not going to lie. Part of me is going to laugh, guys. Sorry, Bengals fans. Part of me is going to laugh. You're such a fucking piece of shit, dude. You are the, the, No, I, part of me like, will laugh. It doesn't mean I'm a piece of shit. You're, part of you're, me will you're, laugh. A, you're like, do you ever see the new Mad Max? You know, the guys no. fucking, they're, they're on like the, the big plastic poles, like on and off the trucks. They're jumping on trucks. They're jumping on trucks. I've, there's never been a guy who's fucking, like you're, 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 riding behind the bandwagon on a fucking flotation device. You're water skiing behind the bandwagon. You're ready to let laugh. go at any time you want. I'm not, it's, 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 it's not bad. Guys, we come to Cincinnati last year. He's got a Bengals snow hat. He's fucking, Pretty, we're going to the tailgate. It doesn't mean I can't laugh. And now you're it, laughing. Oh dude. I laugh at all the fan bases. Any of them. Dude, it makes me laugh. I just want you you to know, you're like, Randy Ruther, I'm just worried at how Randy Ruther is going to react to you right now. Like, I, I, dude, I, dude, I I, I would be worried. I'd be worried if I were you about the potential physical and social media attacks that are on your, (laughs) coming your way. Because again, you, you should know this better than anyone. We talk about realistic and unrealistic fan bases. And I just. I, I've seen too much lately, again, from the Lions fan base of the Bengals fans, if that makes sense. And it's oh, like, yeah. listen, it, that that was always the point with the Lions fans and the Bengals fans and that's the why Browns I'm saying fans I would laugh. and the whatever, which is like, guys, and the Jets fans. I am a, I am a, I am I am a fan of those organizations in other sports. You got to know it's going to go fucking awry. But but see, you that's my point. That's why I'm saying I would laugh. You you already brought it up the history. And I don't think the history would be there. I I you know, double back to what I said about Joe Burrow. I don't think the history would be there because I think Burrow is that good. But that's my point, the history. This isn't the the Steelers, man. This isn't the Niners. This isn't Baltimore. We're like, yeah, they might have a down year or two. But like consistently I'm like the, they're going to the be Giants competitive. who are, you know, the only team to win in the last a Super Bowl in each of the last four decades. Okay, or don't your forget, Giants. Don't forget us, Andy. D- throw them in there. That's fine. But th- but that's my point. Is like they might have some rough years, but there's not a fifty year history. That's what people need to realize. We're talking about 30, 40, 50 year histories of some of these franchises. That that's why. Again, I, I've seen too much lately from idiot Bengals fans, and I'm just like, guys, don't don't fool yourself. Now, Joe Burrow has come to save the day, and he has. You take him out of that equation. Good luck with uh, Browning and, and Zach Taylor. As I'm just saying. Will I be laughing if they lose? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Maybe just a little bit. The fight for Andy Ruther's fandom. Monday night football. Rams, Bengals. There's no fight. There's I just love fucking football. I love football. I'm, Sudden, you know, suddenly the Rams hat's gonna be out again. I'm like, oh, you're rocking the Rams hat on the podcast again. Suddenly we're getting a lot of Sean McVay talk on the podcast. Andy's hey, you know, I, I should probably come out and see Savage Town sometime soon. You got a guest bedroom out there? We should we, check we, out SoFi. I'll, look, I'll say this. I said this actually at the Bengals game last week to the group I was at the game with, and they all agreed. 
I said, can you guys imagine the Bengals offense if they had Sean McVay or Kyle Shanahan calling the plays? Like they'd be scoring 30 points a game. Without a doubt. They wouldn't they wouldn't open games like the Bengals do conservatively and then open it up in the second half and then play great. All right. We've gone on and on. This is turning a longer episode. Randy Ruther's already You're welcome, people. He's already issued a uh a statement probably to end my demise because I said I'd laugh. What do you think would go through his head if they go in three? Justin's hard to predict how I react. Can we kick the overrated, underrated states question? Can we kick that? Can we punt that? Sure. Because I feel like that's going to be a lengthy discussion. Okay. I mean, do you want to get into it? Do we have calls? That It is a call. That's why I'm saying. Oh. oh, sure. Let's take the call then. Let's just do it. Let's just do one call. Okay. And, and this is what we, we prepped a little on. I, had, I, told I, I, have, I have prepped, but I'll, I'll, I'll continue to prep right now. Okay. 310-359-8365. That's our hotline. So we have a call. It's a good one. It's a good overrated, underrated. Boys, uh, Brian Heinrich calling in again, and I just wanted to pose my question for overrated, underrated. Uh, you could do the state edition, like what states are overrated or underrated? I, I feel like my state, Illinois, is properly rated because, yeah, it's a terrible fucking state, but everyone here knows it. There's no one here in Illinois who's like, oh, I love it here. Everyone here hates the state. You know, no one knows how to fucking drive. Our governors always end up in prison. Like the winters, oh my God, the winters make me want to fucking kill myself. Everyone here wants to leave, and the only reason they haven't left, they haven't done it yet, they can't afford to, or like they waited too long and they're trapped by their families or like dying parents or whatever. Like everyone wants to go to Tennessee, Colorado, Cali. Like we don't have that weird Ohio pride that you guys over there have. Like I really don't understand it. Like we at least have the third biggest city in the nation. Like what do you, what do you guys have over there? Like, I will say, I feel like Chicago may be underrated just because everyone these days loves to yell, say, oh, Chirac, you get shut up and die. And it's like, motherfucker, just avoid 53rd or any of them other south side blocks in the 40s plus, and you're fine. It's like any big city. Like, people in Illinois don't even like Chicago, yet everyone still goes there to do stuff. It's a weird love-hate relationship. Plus, Chicago also has the best of the Great Lakes. The city may have caught on fire, but not like Michigan. That shit is crisp. And just like the ocean, uh, condoms are for Ohio residents. Get a grip. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, boys. Coming, uh, Brian. coming in hot for, like, uh, first of all. But it's funny he, it's funny he calls in because I used to have debates with a college buddy of mine who was from Illinois. We used to have debates Ohio versus Illinois yeah. in college. And that was always my argument. Chicago's great. What else you got? Right. And and we would just spin in circles on Ohio versus Chicago. And Chicago is great. And some could argue, hey, Chicago is better than all the cities in Ohio combined. Lake Michigan's great. I that's in fact if we're gonna do overrated, underrated bodies of water, Lake Michigan might be number one as my underrated. Wow. Underrated body water, Lake Michigan. Oh, a hundred percent. Maybe not by us mid Westerners because we understand it. I think the rest of the country, 
Like Michigan's amazing. In fact, that 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 would lead into some of my underrated states. I don't know if you. How many of these? How many am I doing? How many? How many overrated? How many underrated? I've got two or three, depending on how far I want. I got three. You got three of each, at least. At least three of each. Yeah. Okay. Let's start with let's let's start politely. How about underrated? Give me one of your underrated states. First number one underrated state, Utah. Wow. Did not see that coming. Why? I mean, Utah is great. So here's my reason on Utah. Utah, this is true. It gets such a bad rap because of the Mormon thing. Yeah. I mean, South Park guys did a whole musical that fucking tours the world. Right. But it's gorgeous. And that's my thing. Utah, from a geographical standpoint, is absolutely gorgeous. Now, I understand somebody could say, Ruther, I want to go have some beer and liquor, and it's 3-2. Again, bringing back to the Mormon thing. That's a fair counterpoint. I just think Utah, as far as natural beauty, everybody talks about California. Everybody talks about Arizona. I'm like, you know, the state's near it. I'm just like, guys, Utah is gorgeous. So that's number one of my underrated. Okay. I'm going to counter that with my own underrated for a very similar reason. New Mexico. Mm. No one even talks about it. I agree. No one talks about New Mexico at all. Like you people list their states. It's like uh, New Mexico, similar to Utah, but a couple of cool cities. Santa Fe, super cool. Albuquerque, kind of cool. Like, I'd, I'd rather be in Santa Fe than Salt Lake City a million times over. Similar natural beauty, none of the Mormonism, but no one even talks about it. It's not even, it's not even, it's, it's underrated because it's not even rated. It's beautiful. It's an incredible state. So I, I agree with the natural beauty. I had a huge argument with my buddy about New Mexico actually one time. He spent some time in Albuquerque a fair amount for work. And he's like, oh, you know, it's a shithole. And, and I'm like, look, I haven't really spent time there. I've driven through. It's pretty. And we all know, you know, the Breaking Bad thing. But it's, it's, a, it's a real pretty state. In fact, can I, can I throw in another, another, like, honorable mention in what we're talking about is Nevada, too. Because everybody's hung up on Las Vegas. But the yeah. natural beauty of Nevada it's pretty amazing. Tahoe. You got Reno is a fun little city. Carson City, Nevada. Yeah. Nevada I, didn't make my Nevada didn't make my underrated list, but it, it it's a good it honorable mention. Yeah. It's a good honorable mention. Yeah. Okay. Number two underrated. Again, definitely not underrated here, but I'd probably the rest of the country, Michigan. Because of Lake yeah. Michigan. Guys, there are so many cool small little towns it's basically an ocean every time i go there i'm like this is a fucking ocean waves i mean i could get to in four hours i can get to a beach town in lake michigan and it's absolutely gorgeous now does it get cold yeah but so many people will vacation to lake michigan in my neck of the woods and i get it it's amazing so for that reason i haven't spent a lot of time in michigan at all okay and, but but even like I've spent a fair amount of time like even non Lake towns like I haven't spent any time in Detroit but like Ann Arbor 
I think is a cool little college town. I've spent a bunch of time there. I've been to a Michigan games. I've been to Michigan hockey game. I think it's a cool little college town. I don't know. I think Michigan is underrated. Here's an underrated one. It's going to hit really close to home. Kentucky, wildly underrated in my opinion. The bourbon trail, horse racing, music, good. Like some of my favorite people in history are from Kentucky. And then I think Kentucky gets lumped in with the things around it. Ohio, West Virginia, blah, blah, blah. It's like Kentucky has its own soul, has its own. I love the rolling hills. I love Kentucky. And I think Kentucky gets treated as if it's just like West Virginia. Like, dude, West Virginia, meh, pretty bad. Kentucky, conversely, pretty good. I like Kentucky a lot. It's a pretty good state. And really, where is it ranked state-wise? I don't know. Not very high. Middle of the pack, maybe. But it's treated like Kentucky. It's like it's almost a placeholder for if you want to say somebody's from some backwards place. They're like, no, fuck, he's probably from like Kentucky. It's like, dude, say West Virginia. What you mean is West Virginia. No, it does have that rap. Trust me. Oklahoma. It does. It does have a bad rap like that. I agree. What you mean is Arkansas. Kentucky ain't just some fucking dump ass southern towns. Barely southern. Yeah. Okay. Another underrated. I'm gonna say Tennessee, but I feel like it's it's now about getting properly rated. Wow. My reason my reason for Tennessee, you have Nashville. Spoiler. Spoiler. Tennessee's on my overrated. Ooh. Okay. So so this will be good. So Tennessee, here's why underrated. Nashville's a great big city. Knoxville's a fun city. You're in the Appalachian Mountains for most of it. I like that. I like the Appalachian Mountains. I went to Chattanooga last year. Thought that was really cool. Smaller city. Affordable. No state income tax. You know, I'll throw that in there. But I think scenic-wise, I think it's very beautiful. Now, has Nashville kind of turned into its own thing, maybe a little overrated with like Nash Vegas and everybody likes to go there? But yeah, I think I think I would argue Tennessee is still underrated. Clearly, you're going to differ with me. Well, I'll, 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 why don't I talk about that and then I'll go back to my last oh, underrated. I think Tennessee was for it, it was like the. I don't know who's Derek Carr. I think it was wildly underrated forever. I love Memphis. I like, I prefer Memphis to Nashville. Mm. Um, I like Memphis. I like the Appalachian mountains. I like the, you know, the smoky mountains. I like all yeah. the things like it's a good state. It's a solid state. I'm a fan, but I feel like the overrated, I feel like the, the overrated Nashville has over like now that is what, the perception of Tennessee is. And I think Nashville is maybe one of the most overrated cities. Nashville. Okay. Like a bunch of fucking like corporate honky tonk shit and bachelorette parties. And you're better off in Memphis. Uh, my last underrated. South Carolina. I feel like North Carolina gets all the hype of the two Carolinas. 
And for that reason alone, I love North Carolina, by the way. But every time I'm in South Carolina, I love it. I love the weather. I love like now I'm not always there in like this, the thick of summer or whatever, but I like like the, the humidity and the swampiness and the, I love Charleston. I love Savannah. Uh, I love, I love what's that Savannah. Savannah, Sorry. Savannah's in Georgia. Yeah. Um, but it's the same, same kind of vibe, right? No, it is the same kind of vibe. Um, yeah, I love South South Carolina. Great. I, I, I love South Carolina. I think that's a underrated. great point. It is underrated. My family always vacation there. Hilton Head's there. We used to always go to a small island called Fripp Island there. South Carolina is great. And it's got it's got that small town vibes when you're on vacation. Even I'm not the argue. shitty like Myrtle Beach. Like it's like yeah. I'd rather be in Myrtle Beach than Daytona Beach. I agree. I agree. I already know who you're gonna pick for overrated. I already. I mean, know. the number one most overrated state. It's not even close. Like they're the they're the it's the Kansas City Chiefs quarterback situation of overrated states. Texas. There's for, yeah, there's no second place. Texas is the most overrated state, but in a landslide. Texas. The reason Texas is overrated is some people will be like Texas forever. Texas is the best. I'm like Texas actually straight up sucks. Texas sucks. Okay, so so I so Texas is on my list of overrated too. So here's the deal. I'm not gonna say it straight up sucks. I think one, I've been sick of I've been sick of hearing about it. First of this, all, Texas is gigantic. It's gigantic. Austin so, is fun. Parts of see, Houston are fun. But see, that's what makes it that's, that's a lot it, of a fucking there's a lot of state left that sucks. I think Dallas Fort Worth is I haven't been impressed every time I've been there. Dallas Fort Worth is an IKEA that ate a Fuddruckers that ate a Starbucks that got pissed on. It's the most corporate hellscape I've ever been in in my whole life. It's my least favorite city in America. So, all right. So we're in agreement on Texas. And my thing, I you know, I didn't have this until I went to college. So a lot of kids in my fraternity are from Texas, right? Dallas Fort Worth, Houston. And I got sick, dude, nonstop. It's like he's saying, it's like Joe's saying, Texas, Texas. I'm like, dude, then why did you come to school in St. Louis? Just yeah. fucking go back there. We we want to secede. I wish you fucking would. Yeah. You guys don't stop talking about Texas, like how it's the end all be all, but yet you came to school in fucking Missouri then. So I think perception wise, yeah, that was the first one that came to mind. It's all like the Texas, Texas pride. is a runaway winner. Texas is a blowout winner in the most overrated states. The amount of people that just like stand Texas. And I'm like, Texas is a bottom seven state. And again, there are parts like, sure. been, like, like I've been to South Padre Island. Like you don't think of that. And that's obviously on the oceans. I mean, they're, they're, it's a big state. I've driven directly across it and there's a lot of beauty in the mountains, but there's, there's a, a lot whole, of absolute fucking shit. Too. There's a lot of dust bowls like Midland, yeah. Texas. Okay. So it seems like we agree. Number one, Texas. Who else you got on overrated? Let's just say it. Florida. I knew you were going to say that. Florida. There's a lot of great parts of Florida, but those are just, I mean, they're, they're Hodor in, in fucking Game of Thrones. The great parts of Florida are just like these little things trying to hold back fucking 
people from coming through the door. Like you got no chance. You're just going to get overrun. It's like, all right, the Florida keys are really nice. The little pockets of Miami are really nice, but like overall it's a fucking, it's a shit dump. And then you add in the whole Disney Orlando, that whole fucking shit dump. Terrible. Northern Florida. Terrible. The panhandle gross. Like it's trash. Well, there's Florida a reason trash. there's the whole thing. Florida man. Yeah. Oh, that, and that, Oh, the, the, the people forget it. I did. I'm, that's, that's a judgment aside. I didn't say it, by the way, you notice, I didn't say that about any of the places that we fucking talk about. Kentucky has had a lot of my favorite people. And I'm talking about like some of my favorite musicians and writers and actors and artists and shit like that. But like, I have not judged any of these places on the people that live there. Now, I don't, I don't, the Florida, I was definitely was like on my radar, but I, the problem is I haven't spent enough time there. Obviously I've been to Florida a bunch, but like not enough. But like even my Miami's one of the most overrated cities. Miami is like Miami's like they they freshly paint it regularly, but it's like it's like a it's like a poolside apartment. Like the the landlord just painted it over so many times. You're nine hundred coats of paint, but underneath it, it's kind of a fucking shit dump. Yeah, there's like a st- strip here and a strip there. By the way, come see me in Comedy Key West uh, first weekend. <laughs> first weekend what, of October. What what a fucking plug. You just bash Now, the Key West, the keys are beautiful. I mean, you're basically in the Caribbean at that point, you know? Well, you know, yeah. I mean, look, if, if we're if we're doing this, again, it, it's it's perception. I, I, you know, they're not going to like to hear it, but I, I had to say Ohio is, I'm going to say overrated. I live here. I like it, but it's been overrated by its own people. So this is, yeah. this is more specifically to its own people. It's like, guys, it's nice. It's fine. Ohio people would get mad that I rated Michigan so high. Cause there's this weird, weird rivalry, which obviously goes back to just Ohio state, Michigan. But like, that's, that's a, that's a mini Texas pride thing. That I'm gonna say overrated because I don't know where the deep, deep pride comes from. I don't so, know either. Like it would it's weird. It would be weird if people were like Indiana stands, right? Yeah. And there's a lot, dude. We we talked about it. remember when I would take the digs at Ohio every once in a while, like on fucking Remember the Ohio people getting out of control in my Twitter mentions? Little, little out of control. Yeah, a little out of control. Psychos, psychopaths. And, and it I, doesn't. And mean- I've dealt, I've dealt with Swifties, and I'm currently dealing with pro wrestling fans. So, well, it it doesn't. Yeah, and it doesn't mean that I don't like living here. Again, right? How it's, many times are we going to say it's, it's, all it's about perception. perception? It doesn't mean that I don't like living here, and I don't like my location, and I and I actually really like Cincinnati, but like. It's just like, let's let's take it for what it is, right? And, and that's the problem with some of these states and some of these people who are, are so raw. Uh, I do rah. my honorable mention, underrated, or yeah. overrated, sorry. Honorable mention, overrated. Only because, and, and when I said, I mean, Pennsylvania, 
you know I you know I have a problem with Eagles fans, but this is separate. Forget Philadelphia. I hate the state of Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, 50 times more than I hate the city of Philadelphia. As far as the city of Philadelphia, when you take the people out of it, the city of Philadelphia, not bad. The city of Pittsburgh has some nice spots. The rest of Pennsylvania is horrible. Horrible. I fucking hate. Pennsylvania to me is a bottom three state. And so it's it's overrated in that I don't think most people would put it as a bottom three state. Yeah, I feel like it does get looked over. People treat it like it's like, oh, Pennsylvania. Oh, the Poconos. Dude, I'd rather kill myself than go to the Poconos. What about New York being overrated? Wildly false. I'm just asking. I like Well, here's why. What what people would tell you like because I haven't been to upstate or anything. Right. What people would tell you is that they're like New York City. Yeah. But that's stupid. You have you have the East End of Long Island, which is one of the great places in the whole world, in my opinion. The Hamptons, Montauk, all that shit. Unbelievable. You've got you just got southern New York that's rural, like where I'm from is like, I mean, you're, you're like horse farms and like blah, blah, blah. And you're so close to New York city, like beautiful country. Uh, then you have like upper Eastern New York where you get up into like the Adirondacks and you get Lake George and Lake Placid and all that shit up there. Gorgeous. Western New York. It's big and it's not great. It it blends pretty quickly into Pennsylvania out in those parts. But um, you also have the Finger Lakes. Like New York is a huge state for for an, a northeast state. If you look at the size of New York compared to other northeast states, it's pretty massive. There's a <laughs> lot of shit in New York, Saratoga, all that shit like. There's been times where I'm outside in New York City where I'm like, wow, this is some of my best, my favorite parts of the whole country. I love that Adirondack area and I love the East End of Long Island. And obviously New York City is five different cities in one and pretty incredible. Um, If we could carve out a lot of like mid to Western New York and like let it go to Pennsylvania, New York would be the most underrated state. Yeah. I got you. No, I haven't spent much time up there. But if you go like up to Hudson, it's pretty bananas. You've been up to West Point, obviously. Yeah, no, it's great. It's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. All right. Underrated, overrated. States edition. 310-359-8365. Give us a call. Let us know what you think. Give us some options to play this more. Follow us on social at The Dirty Sports. Follow me at Joe Prano on all social media. Um, Right now I'm at war with pro. Here's a fun one for you, Andy. I put up a pro wrestling bit thinking like, oh, I'll I'll get wrestling fans in the uh, angry wrestling fans in the mentions. You know, feed the algo. No, backyard wrestlers. Angry backyard wrestlers. Guys who dress up in yoga pants. And uh, wait, what? Yeah, 
like the the people in the angry comments are people who do amateur pro wrestling like they're putting on yoga pants and face makeup and simulating sex with another man in a church parking lot or whatever those like i thought i was just gonna you know turns out pro wrestling fans pretty chill amateur wrestlers fucking male swifties basically um so follow me at joe prano on all the social media tiktok instagram see who i'm triggering today with like two line jokes <laughs> come to see me in new york uh thursday september 28th uh i'm gonna be doing a spot at the new york comedy club in stanford where i just was in june i'm gonna open uh do some time before erica rhodes set there so uh if you're in connecticut you can come to that uh new york uh yonkers uh september 29th uh empire city casino then down to florida i'm sure i'll be doing some spots in the city later that weekend and early the next week and then down to florida uh key west one of the only reasons florida is not a bottom three state beautiful key west come to see me at comedy key west uh Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, Giants at Dolphins on the 8th. Come to see me in Vegas at the end of October, early November. Come to see me in Alaska in November. And, of course, come to the 1,030 Sports Podcast in New Orleans. Easily the most underrated city in America in mid-December. Come see our podcast. Come see a show. Come see Giants Saints. Derek Carr's MVP run. Will Danny Dimes be able to undo that MVP run? I just sneaked some of those wrestler comments. Do you see them? Pretty funny. Insanity, right? And I kept clicking on it thinking like, oh, these guys are going to like wrestling. Then I was like, oh, no. They're like, come down to the Des Moines Salvation Army where I'll be taking on Magneto in a winner-take-all fucking iphone match and you're like what the fuck are you do you remember do you remember those those vhs backyard wrestling yeah you know i have i have like two this isn't even backyard wrestling you know what i'm talking about yeah totally those that those guys are kind of wild right they're like diving off the roof of their house onto like fucking plastic tables full covered in nails and shit yeah yeah, those are just like random dudes those are just that's just like jackass meets wrestling these are dudes who are like getting up getting in costume and going down to the parking lot outside the roller skating rink. And they're selling tickets for like five bucks. And then they're like putting each other in the full Nelson. I'm like, I didn't even know this group of people existed, let alone there were so many of them that they were triggered in my fucking mention. That's funny. Yeah. I didn't know that existed either. I, I, I replied to a bunch of them. Stay triggered. Virgin. something i would respond that's hilarious all right guys that's our show thanks for sticking with us we'll be back on monday have a great weekend and as always stay dirty